Welcome to episode 31 of Jeff Reads His Book. I'm your host, Jeff, and today we're reading chapter 9 of Offworlder, a book I wrote in a month. Well, if you want to contact the show, you can head on over to jeffreadshisbook.com, and you'll find some links right there where you can contact the show, and uh, I'll go over those at the end of this episode. And if you've got money to burn, why not consider buying a copy of Offworlder? Because someday I'd like to finance this microphone that I bought. <laughs> it's a pretty easy thing to do because it was only $40. But we're, we're not even close to all the way there. And I don't know, should I start counting that I bought two copies of Offworlder for myself? That was like six bucks, so I gotta tack that on, plus shipping. So now we're at like $12 plus $40, we're at like $52. Oh my gosh, I'm just burning money here, right? Trying to finance this show. I actually don't count like hosting the show as an expense because I use that computer for other things. So, you know, it's all good. It's all good. But uh, I don't actually care if I never pay for my microphone. I think it's probably been depreciated away already. So, yeah, so... Anywho, uh, we only have feedback from one person this week, and that is Glenn. So, my lovely wife, Laura, did not finish listening to last week's episode yet, so she couldn't write in with any of her questions, or her answers, I apologize. Yeah, so, all we have this week are Glenn's answers to last week, so why don't we go and review what we have here. Okay, um... It says, first question, have you ever fallen trying to slide in socks? Right? That's right. Um, okay. So, Glenn responds, though I can't recall a specific instance. I am 100% positive I have. I'm not very coordinated. A very coordinated human. Most likely will break a hip by 75. Wow, that is... Well, you know, 75, that's a pretty good time to break a hip, right? I think men are only supposed to live to 72, so good for you. <laughs> All right, uh, question two. What breakfast pie was Margot eating? Yeah, we have a lot of pie-related questions on this podcast, I've noticed, right? We had that previous one where we asked, what's your favorite savory pie? So uh, let's see. So Glenn says, well, I gather that Margot is from a wealthy family. Yes, you misspelled Margot. All right. So if she's, quote, never had it before, it's probably plebe food. You know, plebeians eating just garbage. So he says, I'm going to go with a quiche made with cheese whiz and hot dog rounds. <laughs> Delicious. That does sound pretty freaking good. And it probably would surprise a Margot, you know, since she's from a filthy rich family. Okay. Question three, what would you keep in your secret closet? So Glenn responds, what would I not keep in it? You know, with question marks and exclamation points. And that is a good point. If you did have one, you'd keep everything there, right? I could literally be prepared for anything. First and foremost, a towel. A man who can go through the world of magic and still have his towel is truly a man to be reckoned with. Ooh, we're going to get sued. Then if you don't know what towels are from, then I'm... 
kind of surprised. That's some Hitchhiker's Guide stuff there. Uh, the Then lawn chairs. I like that. A futon, blankets, first aid, an MRI machine, axe, slingshot, trebuchet, disguises, skeletons, an assortment of cheeses, marbles, Viking helmet, beer, wine, orange sherbet, a trumpet. One of those old-timey trumpets that heralds use. I could go all day. Question for the author. Would the secret closet preserve something from the world of science if it was put in there and then crossed into magic land? Good question. Um, I don't know the answer to that. So one question you'd have to really kind of resolve is he was keeping orange sherbet in his magic closet. So does it have a refrigerated section? I don't know about that. I'm not real sure. Right? That's a little unclear, too. And then, like, um, yeah, would, like, a science thing actually survive there? Like, if you remember in Bringing Balance, and probably you don't, uh, Aaron's cell phone dissolved when she brought it to the world of magic. It turned into, like, a powder in her pocket. So, I think he's asking, like, can I leave the... Uh, phone in the secret magic closet, right? And would it survive going into the world of magic and then maybe back? Let's say, let's assume if you take it out of the closet in the world of magic, it would dissolve still. So you would have to, I guess, what do I want to say? Leave it in there and then go back. So you could store it in there while you're in the world of magic. And you know what? I'd say yes. I think that is true. That would work. So yes, you could keep your cell phone or like your key fob for all your fancy cars or your fancy car, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know how you drag a car out of a closet, but you never know. I don't know. That is a good question. Maybe a future book will resolve the matter. Probably not. Won't. I'll, I'll forget about this later. <laughs> but yeah, if you think there's like a refrigeration section in there, your little secret closet, write in. Let us know. I don't know. She would keep sandwiches and cheeses there, but it's, unless you're like paranoid a lot of, or use a lot of mayonnaise on a sandwich, it's not really a need to refrigerate things all the time. And you could argue like it's a... Uh, lifeless environment maybe like you couldn't keep puppies in there because they die maybe i don't know another question can you keep something alive in there i'm gonna say i'm gonna say yes i don't know i don't know i didn't think this through that much and you know i like to keep the mystery right you gotta imagine what that would be like yeah yeah okay so let's talk about what we're reading today we're reading chapter nine and it is a whopping three pages. <laughs> so this is going to go real quick today. Um, it's just a character development chapter. And I am pretty sure that I am going to have a severe problem coming up with discussion questions. So maybe it's going to have to be like a story so far discussion question set. I haven't thought of them yet because I haven't read the chapter. I'm not real clear on what's going to happen. But I think it's just going to be character development. Yeah, I think this is going to be pretty dull, but I don't have a lot of time today, you know. Uh, so I had a soccer game this morning, and then after that, I went out for beers directly after a soccer game. So I was drinking by 11.15, and then I came home and had to rush through this before Laura gets home, you know, so it's just done with. But uh, it's been a, it's a very compressed day today. So I just got to make sure I stay on top of this stuff. 
But uh, it's a good thing that this is a short chapter. Although, I'm going to have the same problem next Sunday. So, we'll, eh, we'll have to see what happens, you know? But this is exciting. I think we're going to enjoy this chapter. Um, it only has one drinking break, as far as I know. So, why don't we just go ahead and dive in to chapter 9. So, for today's episode, I am once again sipping on some Dewar's White Label on the rocks. Ooh, yeah. Mmm. Yeah, I didn't want to hit... I still have a little buffalo trace left, but uh, I'm going to go with a little scotch today. I was feeling it. Just kind of wanted it. You know, I wanted the cold, I think. But, uh, yeah, I'm a little worn out today. This isn't going to help. <laughs> mm. And I think in this chapter, even though it's super short, I do get a drinking break. But there's no way I'm going to get through this whole glass during this uh, episode, I don't think. so. All right. Why don't we just start reading? Because this is not going to take long at all. Oh, Got to take off the glasses. What am I doing? All right. Here we go. Henry spent most of his weekend reading, tidying up his tiny house, and shopping. This is going to be exciting, am I right? <laughs> On Saturday morning, he ventured into Sandhill alone to buy supplies that he hadn't yet had a chance to purchase. Thus far, he had taken every meal in the commissary, and he decided he needed to have at least some food on hand, just as a change of pace. He also purchased another change of training clothes based on how filthy he had become on Friday. That was when he did that dirt kick, I think, at the end of the day. Yeah. I, how do you think they wash their clothes? Do they actually use water or magic? Is that a discussion question? <laughs> For lunch that day, he stopped in at the Surly Swine and dined on a sandwich and some ales. Ugh, all right. The, this is so dull. <laughs> the owner was once again there and warmly greeted Henry, even if he hadn't actually contributed to fixing his mold problem. On that subject, the owner said that there was no more mold and asked that Henry give his thanks to the other mages from that Friday. Oh, all right. <laughs> After lunch, Henry visited the tiny bookstore in Sandhill as a final stop. The shop he entered was even smaller than his one-room house, and inside, a short, round man sat behind a tiny writing desk. Hello, how can I help you? he asked when Henry had entered. That was almost like accented. Aren't I nice? All right. Hi, I just thought I'd stop in to see the shop, Henry said, smiling. I'm new in the area, and I just wanted to see what you kept in stock. The round man leaned back in his chair. This is some fat shaming right here. As you can see, he said, motioning his hand around the room, we have a somewhat limited stock just due to our size. However, I can usually order anything you might be interested in. Henry nodded while he looked around the room from the threshold. Is there anything in particular I can help you with? Oh, God. I don't know why I read that so badly. All right. Hmm, Henry hummed out loud. Would you have any books that might explain the specifics of local agriculture? The clerk raised an eyebrow. I do. Are you new to farming? No. Well, yes, but it isn't my business. I'm 
I am a new mage up at the temple. I just wanted to get a better understanding of the area and its people, Henry explained. Aw, see, we're developing Henry as like a caring guy who takes his job seriously, even though he seems to not take it seriously a lot of the time. That's nice. He must be an academic. Uh, and you want to know about local agriculture? The clerk asked, amused. Sure, Henry said. I'd like to know more about how, about locals and how they live. No sense in serving the area if I don't understand it. Well, that is a refreshing viewpoint, the round man chuckled. Walking to one wall of the store, he ran his fingers, finger along the spines of a shelf. I think the spines of books on a shelf would have been better. All right. Stopping on a blue cover. That seems useless. <laughs> Why is it described? Okay. This might be best for you. It is, quote, the business of ranching, which would be quite applicable to the area. He handed it to Henry, who began flipping through the book, stopping on certain excerpts. This looks good, Henry exclaimed, like nobody ever has about a book on farming. <laughs> I'll take it. You know, I shouldn't have said that. Like, I liked some of my textbooks. So, I mean, I guess if you're into farming, you probably might like some of your textbooks. I had one. What was it? Like, um, I think it was Rocket Propulsion Elements. I think that was the name of my textbook. Super dorky, very math-based. I adored that textbook. Still got it somewhere. Might even be down here. You know, right off the... Uh, can the, somebody from the live studio audience see if it's in the back? Thank you. Thank you. Somebody's going to go check on that for me. All right. So I shouldn't, like, shame Henry for getting excited about a book. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. This looks good, Henry exclaimed. I'll take it. Wonderful, the clerk said, walking back to the desk. After completing the transaction, he said, By the way, I'm James Wadsworth. Jim, if you like. If there's anything else in particular you need, please let me know. Henry McCallum, Henry replied, offering his hand. I'll certainly be back, perhaps after reading this volume. Smiling, he exited the store and began his long, casual walk back to his house. Drinking break! Ooh. Mm. So, like, nothing happened right there at all. And I should point out we're almost done. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Margot enjoyed a quiet weekend, mostly spent in the comfort of the house she shared with Pauline and Janie. You know, it's nice that even in the world of magic, they have weekends, huh? All right. Well, I guess Janie doesn't. With Janie still away, <laughs> the energy in the house seemed far more subdued. On Saturday, Margot and Pauline ate a late breakfast at the commissary together. The rest of the day, Margot spent reading and writing, a habit she formed as a child that helped her escape her real or perceived troubles in life. Keeping extremely personal journals, I don't know what extremely, why it's extremely personal, <laughs> for Margot, never seemed risky since she could keep them in her hidden closet where nobody would ever find them. Occasionally, she would take old journals out to read, but often she found them slightly depressing or embarrassing. The real value in writing for her was the ability to vent her thoughts without any fear of judgment. 
God, I'm, this is so boring. On Saturday evening, Trevor stopped over with some other mages asking if either she and Pauline, if either she and Pauline, well, that's a typo, she or Pauline, should be like an Andor, I think is what he was going for. You know what I mean? Would like to come out for some merrymaking at a nearby house. Pauline had agreed, but Margot stayed home, mostly out of concern that she wasn't actually welcome. Ugh. What a wet noodle. Pauline lacked the high-energy persuasiveness that Janie, and more recently Henry, she realized, applied to her. So she contented herself with an evening alone. Janie would be home the following day, and Margot was sure she'd drag her along to whatever she got up to. Ooh, ended on a preposition. Bad form. But that's the end of Chapter 9! So what did I tell you? That was a short freaking chapter in this book. So I think I should explain, I think what occurred here was when I was editing the book, I think the entire book had like 16 chapters. It was real low. So I started going back through and rereading the chapters. And this segment was, I think, part of chapter 8. But it had nothing to do with the rest of Chapter 8. It was just like, oh, how'd they spend their weekend after they went out for drinks? Which was kind of boring. So I said, well, why don't I split that into another chapter? But I guess I didn't realize that it was so stupidly short and pointless. <laughs> I mean, okay, so it's supposed to be there, I guess, for character development, right? So what did we learn about these two people? Good Lord. Uh, we learned Henry likes books and uh, I guess he's interested in the locals. Wow, he wants to be involved, huh? He wants to do good work for them. I guess that's nice. I don't know. It seems a little annoying, if you ask me, but all right, all right, fair enough. Uh, I don't know why we had to cover him shopping and stuff, though. It This was just so freaking useless. And then we get to learn that, oh, big surprise, Margot didn't want to go out and party. She sat at home and wrote extremely personal journal entries. <laughs> I don't know what extremely means. Uh, do you think she writes, like, poetry? I don't know. Uh, so I guess that's supposed to show she's like a, I don't know, antisocial? This is really irritating me. I, she didn't come off like this. In bringing balance, I don't know. I think this character development's all fucked up. I, I think it's all messed up. I'm not agreeing with a lot of it. It's kind of annoying me at this point. And hopefully this book freaking picks up. Jesus, this chapter was useless. Oh, I'm so angry about it. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Why don't we... All right. I managed to figure out like three discussion questions off this short-ass chapter. All right, let's, um, okay, okay. Henry bought a new set of clothes. This is the first question, okay? So, and it was because he, he had gotten another pair super filthy, right? So, question one, how do they wash clothes in the world of magic? Do they have, like, a magical washing machine? I would think they would. Like, it wouldn't be like our wash. Well, I don't know. Would they use water? Would they have to bother with water? I don't know. I'm very confused. Because on the one hand, you want it to be like the 1800s or something, you know, because they're cooking in hearths and stuff like that. But on the other hand, you know, it's a modern convenience to be able to wash your clothes. So 
I would think that it would be magical. And I would think they'd have, like, magic... Is it the right term, like, machine? Remember there was, like, that copy machine slash printer in the beginning of this book? I think they'd have something like that. Something made out of wood, and you throw your clothes in one end, and they would magically pop out the other end clean. I bet they could do wonders with stains. That's my guess. So I would think they'd use magic, personally. But maybe they hand wash it down by the river. Who knows? So what do you guys think? I think this question is really boring, but come up with something interesting, because I certainly didn't for this book. (laughs) Okay, all right, let's keep moving, because this is so dull. All right, question two. Okay, so Henry met. I got to pull the book out again, right? Let's see. Mm, So he went to that stupid little bookstore, right? He bought a book about farming, right? Uh Uh-huh. And then he met somebody named James Wadsworth or Jim. So my question is, will we ever see James Wadsworth again in this book? I am almost positive the answer is (laughs) no. I'd have to think about it or reread the book, but I don't think he comes up again. Honestly. I, so why would I, I must have at this point thought, well, he'll have to come back to the bookstore for a couple reasons as I keep going and then totally forgot that I wrote anything about a bookstore in the first place. (laughs) I don't even know what to say. I mean, he's got a last name. That's more than most people. But I really don't think he's going to be in the book anymore. Now, that said, I was totally wrong about, uh, what's-his-face, Frederick in the last book, right? I completely got that wrong. I thought he appeared once and never again. So maybe Jim here will appear multiple times in this book. I'm just going to go out on a limb, though, and say he doesn't. But, eh, you know, I could be super wrong. I usually am about these things, so... Mm. I need some more scotch, because this is brutal. Mm. Okay. So, question three. All right, Margot spent the weekend writing in her journals. Okay, this isn't the question, but I don't know how you can write for a weekend in your journal. But I'm not a creative creative guy, right? I mean, you've seen what my imagination can produce, and the answer is staff meetings. (laughs) So... Maybe I'm not the right person to ask in this case how you would write in a journal for a weekend. So I clearly don't know. But anyway, that wasn't the question. All right. All right. Okay. What is the question? What the question is? Oh, boy. This is not going well. All right. Let's let's backtrack. Okay. So Margot spends the weekend reading and writing in her journals. Okay. My question is, how embarrassing are old journals? I I was an idiot, you know, when I was younger. I think everybody can agree. And I probably had, you know, teenage thoughts when I was a teenager or something, let's say. Oh, how bad would my journals be? Oh, my God. I've read, read like, some things I've written when I was a kid or in high school or adolescent and stuff. And, oh, my God, it must be... Like personal stuff, not like um, stories, you know what I mean? It must be just so... It is bad. It's so bad. And I can't imagine, like, putting anything I think into writing is probably not a good plan. Yeah, I'll... I will literally hate it 20 minutes later, so... yeah, And regret ever having written it down in any sort of permanent form. Because it's all stupid. I, I don't have anything to say, so... Yeah. I don't know. 
I would think they're very embarrassing. Maybe I, I didn't really keep a journal or diary though, so uh, maybe maybe some other people have more experience with this. I have some like on and off things I wrote when I was younger, and they are just ugh, ugh, ugh. yeah. So I don't want to see them or read them or know anything about them. You know? Yeah. What do you think? Do you think reading old diaries and journals is like super? I, it would give me like. I don't know, that chill when you're like, oh, God, this person is so awful. That's how I think mine would make me feel. <laughs> and you've seen some of what I can write, and it's not good. <laughs> so <laughs> imagine if I didn't think other people were going to read it, how bad it would be. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. This chapter, this episode, the whole thing was a little rough. Right? This was not a good three pages to read. Why don't we just look ahead to chapter 10? Okay, let's see here. Um, chapter 10. Let's see how long this is going to be. Okay, significantly longer. That's good. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. This one's going to be good times. I like this one, although there is a staff meeting. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I think we're going to have fun with this one. This is one of my favorite moments in the book, I guess. Um, so we're going to see. I'm not going to give it no spoilers. No spoilers. Uh, but uh, it won't be as bad as this chapter, which literally added nothing to the story at all. I, I don't know. I keep thinking next week will be better. And every time I read the chapter, I'm like, wow, this is just, this book goes nowhere, huh? <laughs> I, I feel bad for everybody listening. Oh, oh boy. Oh boy. I hope I have some listeners left after this. I mean, my wife didn't even finish the last episode. <laughs> and she's like contractually obligated to listen to each episode. You know what I mean? So... Eh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Well, anyway, not too much else to say, but if you'd like to write into the podcast, uh, you can head over to jeffreadsisbook.com and you'll find some links there where you can contact me. I'm guessing nobody's going to use them this week because there's really nothing to, to write in about, except maybe that you're real disappointed in my writing abilities. <laughs> so you can contact me via email at jba at sdf.org or you can contact me on Twitter at Fortran Jeff or on uh, the Mastodon in the Fediverse at JBA at Mastodon.sdf.org I'm guessing you're not going to have much to say except really? Just really? With a question mark? You know, I think that sums up this chapter. <laughs> but next week, it might be a little better. Uh, if you're expecting excitement and intrigue and magic, it's probably not going to be better. <laughs> but I, I do like the next chapter a little bit. It's, it's, it's all right. It's all right. So stay with me, folks. It's going to be okay. All right. Anyway, until next week, keep on reading. Mm -hmm.